It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. In case this is your first time hanging out with me, what I do is take the best seven segments from the show each week and I count them down. Basically, whatever y'all engage with the most online in phone calls and texts, emails, you name it. That's what I'm talking about. And so we had a lot going on this week. I mean, like a lot. There was somebody announced baby news. Somebody's going on a walk, like across America, kind of. And then I just, there's a lot. And we had guests. So, you know, let's get started. But my favorite part of this every weekend is I bring on a show member and they help me count it down. And we kind of go off the rails on conversations about everything. This weekend, I'm bringing on Eddie. What up, Eddie? What up? And, and, and I love that you're bringing me on, but I was a little nervous because, like, my voice, the allergies started real bad, like, earlier in the week, and then it just progressively got worse. And I, I feel like I sound okay, but to me, I'm so self-conscious about it. Like, I feel like I sound like a different person. No, you do sound okay, but I do understand, too, when your your throat's hurting and you're like, ugh, It's, not it's good. like something right above my chest i'm like whatever that is i just need out of there because it makes me like i can do johnny i can do johnny cash real good right now. okay we're doing impressions we're really gonna <laughs> shoot your voice out you're gonna be done by like one of yeah, these but in. my normal voice i just can't get it <laughs> okay well if eddie has a weird voice don't make fun of yeah, him yeah thank you because we're gonna talk about some fun things so just focus on that let's get started this week on the show, Amy talked about a super uncomfortable position that she's been put in with her family. Her dad recently passed away and she has his ashes, but her family members are wanting to do some stuff and she's just not really sure about all of it. So she broke it down with us and shared in case anybody else might be going through something similar. This is a really good one to listen to. So we're going to get it going. Number seven. Well, this is a weird situation. Uh, first of all, it's sad because your dad passed away. Yeah. And you left the show for a bit. Mm-hmm. We hated that for you. I knew your dad. So I want everyone to know that it is sad. But this is a real conversation. But this is an awkward thing that Amy was mentioning to me. And I was like, don't talk about it anymore. Bring it on the air. So explain to the group here what has happened. Well, so my dad wanted to be cremated, which he was. And he was cremated here in Nashville. But he's from Texas. And he'll be, will be traveling to Dilly, Texas for the funeral, actually, this weekend. And so there's a lot of conversations surrounding the ashes and what we do. And you, some family members wanted like to, to spread him in their own place or have a piece of him because you can like make jewelry or do different things. And so I have him in this beautiful box. It's an urn, but it's a, it looks like a box. I don't know yet. I, of course, I'm the one in charge of traveling with the ashes to Texas. So <laughs> let's just hope they make it there. But my family was talking about divvying him up. And I just immediately said, no, no, no. And then after I sat with it for a little bit, I thought, well, I know my initial reaction was like, that's weird. We can't do that. But it must be a thing and people must do it. And they, some people may want a piece of dad to go sprinkle somewhere else. And I guess if you spread ashes, it's divvying him up. Why can't you divvy ashes too? Right. But so then I'm like, well, what do I do? Pack my dad in the box and get a tablespoon and some Ziploc bags and I... You know, I feel I'm in charge of them. I picked them up. That was hard to do, by the way. Never done anything like that before. So I feel protective of my dad in a box. I would say don't look at it as if it is your dad, but memories of your dad that can be shared there. Same situation with my mom. But did you divvy her up? Yep. You did? What to spread her out. Oh. Um, same thing. Okay. Yeah, you spreaded her, yeah, though? in different places. Spread her. Yes. Okay. So, but we had to divvy it 
So it's not, but it's again. This I know this is a weird situation. It but is, it's, weird, but it's not but like you're putting an arm somewhere and a leg. No, and it's this a, is honestly something others may have gone through or they will go through, and I think it's okay to talk about because it's real. My suggestion is look at it as if you're just putting parts of his memory in different places or with different people. Mm-hmm. That's how I had to look at it. It is weird to go. Okay, well, you get some, you get some. You know, we can measure it like they do drugs on TV. <laughs> Kilos. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> But it really is not a big deal. And I would like for you to be open about the fact that you're you're not dividing his body. You're dividing some substance of his memory. All right. I'm not there yet, but I will take in what you're saying. He doesn't all have to stay together. Because he wouldn't if you were, he wanted to be put in three different places. He wouldn't stay together. He's right. ashes. He's not even together anymore. Yeah. He's ashes. He's, he's not together already. Yeah. That is a different way of saying it, which can help me process it. But I'm. I'll fig. I'll think this through, and I'm in charge of the box. <laughs> I told my other siblings. Okay, I'll tell them. Y'all didn't have to come here and pick them up. I'm taking him. I'm traveling. Him. I feel like I'm the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So I'll figure it out. But I think yes. Okay. As someone who has been through this, I I would impair you to go. I'm not dividing up his body parts. Right. I'm dividing up some substance of his memory. Okay. That's all. That helps. Thank you. Do what you feel, but still. I would say open your mind a little. Okay. You feel the same way? No, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. No, I'm with you. All right. All right. Mike, do you feel the same way? I do feel Lunchbox the same way. Lunchbox feel the same way? Yeah, I think it's all right. Let them go. They're already ashes. It's, Not a big deal. It stinks. It's, it's bad, but uh, you got this. Okay, I all got right? all of y'all saying that, so yeah. I'll go with that. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Coming in hot, we had a lot of awesome artists on the show this week. One of them was Dylan Scott. It was his first time on the show. He performed some of his big hits, you know, like My Girl and Hooked, which are earworms. They are huge jams. He performed those. Plus, he also shared with us about his kids and if maybe they're musically inclined, if he's going to push them to be artists, which I'll give you a hint. Probably not, but one of them is very talented already. So listen to this interview and his performance. You will love it. After you're done with that, watch it. BobbyBones.com. The performance is up there, and I promise you want to see him. He's very muscular. He's a great-looking man. Number six, the Friday morning conversation with Dylan Scott. Dylan, how are you, bud? I'm good. How are you? I mean, you... I mean, he's got a deep voice. He's yeah. jacked. Hey, it's, it's allergy season. Oh, no. I didn't know. It's like, is this his morning voice? No, or is he always this deep? But no, his songs are deep, too. I know. I mean, you you it's are testosterone filled, huh? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't look. It's just part of it. It's part of. It. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, back in the day, because a lot of folks have jobs as they're trying to make it in country music, and I'm sure you did too, right? You moved to town, had jobs. Yeah, I mean, well, not actually in town, no. Um, I had jobs before I moved to town. When yeah. I moved to town, I looked up, and I had a record deal before I moved to town. How did you manage that? My dad, dude. My dad was in the business back in the day. He lived here, wanted to be an artist, ended up playing with guys like Freddie Fender on the road. And we are like, wasted days and wasted nights. Yeah, we know Freddie Fender. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, he did all that. So my dad, growing up, he would bring me back and forth to Nashville, and I met certain people. And honestly, dude, I just, I lucked up. I met the right people. And, um, yeah, sign with Curb. What were you doing before you got – and my point was, I mean, you had to be doing something like 
uh, teaching people how to do push-ups or <laughs> like something because you're just a monster. No, I'm not a monster, man. I'm only like 5'10". But uh, no, I mean, I work little odds and end jobs, summer jobs. I, I've done construction. Uh, I did work at a gym. You did? I was not a personal trainer, but I worked at the gym. But when I moved to town, I was just writing music and luckily had a pub deal that helped me pay uh, pay my bills. Amy used to work at a gym. I did. I worked a front desk at Gold. That's what I did, a front desk. <laughs> really? Yeah. Welcome Made to smoothies yeah. and stuff. Don't forget to do <laughs> yeah. your thing. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Bastrop, Louisiana. And Probably never heard of it. Where, what's it near? Uh, Monroe. Okay, then I I know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Being from Arkansas, we that's we'd go all up and down Louisiana playing playing baseball mostly. That's right. Were you a sports guy? Did you play sports at all? I played basketball uh, till my junior year of high school. Till I realized I was not going to get any taller, so I thought I better just hang it up and stick to music. So. Uh, his name's Dylan Scott. I'm for sure you've heard his, his massive songs on the radio. I feel like now is the time where people are going to start recognizing who you are, like by seeing you. Right? That's a hard thing as a dude in country music because there's just there are a lot of a lot of folks out there putting out music. Yeah. And so you got you have to have kind of two or three big songs for people to go, oh, that's that guy. Otherwise, you're like, all right, I know that song from somewhere, but I think this new song you have, I think this is the one for you. Man, I hope so. You know, this is uh, it's everybody's dream that to town, right? To play music, but. We're just, I've been blessed the past few years to have a couple of hits at the radio, you know, and so I'm on my third hit right now, which means a lot. So, you know, whether they recognize me or not, that's not really No, it's happening, about, though. You know? it's ha- that I is just, what it's about. I just want a long career of just, like, playing music, you know, that, not having to go back to the front. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody. That's the best song. I mean, that is your best song. I appreciate it. How, how'd you pick that one? So... A lot of my writing, when I write a song, I'm not like, oh, this is a great song. Like, I'm pretty hard on my writing. And so I have to live with something two or three weeks and go, you know what? I can hear it. But with, with nobody, it was not like that. We wrote on the back of the bus in New York State. I knew from the moment we wrote it, it was going to be possibly one of my biggest songs just because I wanted to write a simple love song. I mean, how simple does it get for nobody, 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 right? But the melody was so infectious, I knew, like, man, surely this is, this is it, right? It is it, because mostly I hear songs, and I'm like, all right, whatever, another one. Just end so I can start talking on the radio. Yeah. But this, I was telling them on the show, I was like, man, when I hear that one, nobody, nobody, nobody. That's a, that's a good one, man. Yeah, it doesn't help. It's like, you know, two minutes and 30 seconds either. It so. does help, because yeah. I try to hear a four-minute song. Like, give me two and a half minutes, and yeah. let's go. I was watching your Instagram story. If I remember correctly, your kids were in the car, and you were listening to the radio, and nobody was on. You, were, you guys were all singing it. Yeah. What do your kids think about you being... You know, a guy they can hear on the radio. My daughter, she's a year and a half. She doesn't quite understand it yet. But my son, he's so musically inclined. He loves it. He uh, he thinks it's the coolest thing when I come on the radio. I don't think he understands yet. Like, oh, it's the radio and dad's coming on. But he just, he belts it out, man. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a little musician in the making. Do you want him, because your dad was a musician. Right. Would you like him to pursue uh, music if he wanted to? I'm, my parents never pushed me to do music. Obviously, my parents, they were like, hey, you do what you want to do. And since I want to do music, they backed me 100%. And that's kind of the way I am, you know. If Beckett, that's my son's name, if he wants to do music, I'm behind him 100%. But it's really anything he wants to do, I'm behind him 100%. I want you to play a little bit for us. You got your guitar. Yeah. What if he brought his guitar and I didn't make him play? <laughs> he just sat there with it for two segments. Uh, let's do a little bit of My Girl. A little bit of My Girl? Yeah, was this your first number one? My girl, yes, it was my first number one. Um, kind of got everything rolling for us. Here is Dylan Scott, and this is a little verse and chorus of My Girl.
She looks so pretty when her makeup on. You should hear talking to her mama on the phone. I love it when she raps to an Eminem song. That's my girl. Man, her eyes really drive me crazy. Used to see a smile when she holds a baby. Well, I can honestly say that she saved me, my girl. Yeah, that's my girl in the passenger seat. Wind is down, dancing around, causing a scene. That's my girl, sipping Crown and Sprite. And a ball cap turned back. Ooh, she got me like, yeah, baby girl, you're gonna turn it again. Making all the guys wishing you were with them. But I bet they don't see what I see when I see my girl. Oh, my girl. Yeah, my Come on, Dylan yeah. Scott. Yeah. Hey, that's great, man. I bet it's cool, too, when you're playing live shows and you finally get a hit and you can play something that people can sing back oh. to that's not a cover. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody asked me the other day, like, what's it feel like to be on stage, somebody hearing your song? I'm like, man, I've never done drugs and I don't drink a lot. So, I mean, I would imagine it's something along the lines of doing that. But yeah. it's a great feeling, dude. So that went number one. And then you put out Hooked. And, and that song has massive success, too. That's a number one, right? It went to number two. Boo! I'm, I'm going to make this joke right now. My manager's in the other room. Give me the finger. So Not the finger finger. <laughs> She's this pointing finger, at you. Give yeah. me this finger. <laughs> so I'm, can I say this? Can I say it, Carrie? I'm going to say it. It went to number two. I got beat out by Luke Bryan on a two-week number one, who Carrie also manages. So, never, yeah, which, never heard of way, him. His career is never going to go. Yeah. By the way, right now, we're pushing for another number one with nobody. And I have another Luke I have to get around, which is Luke's call. So I'm, I'm getting Luked right now, man. It only went to number two. I thought it was a number one. It felt that's, like a number one. And that's that's what matters right there. I tell everybody it's number one. You could have lied to me and I've been like, yep, told you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, play us a little bit of Hook. Yeah, sure. uh, here's Dylan Scott live in studio. It was a Friday night. No cover, but the cover band was sounding right. And there you were just flirty dancing by the neon sign To fishing in the dark, you were reeling in my heart Now look at where we are I'm hooked on Kissing you, getting, getting you turned on Buzzing and loving on you all night long Like a hit song on the radio, you already know the way it goes All it took with a look and I was hooked on The way that you're taking, taking my shirt and running my fingers to through your long blind hair falling in your eyes like the first time they called mine. All it took was a look, and I was hooked. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, look at you. You know, I was talking to Amy, and I was like, I don't. Dylan's got not never been on the show before. Yeah. And she was like, No, I think he's been in because we played him a lot. And I was like, I don't think he has. You're the final judge here. Have you been on the show? I've never been here. I told oh. you. And I've been waiting three years. I'm oh. Well, um, Scuba Steve just sent me a text because I was perplexed by it. And he said, hey, you probably see him every day driving to work because there's a banner on Music Row with his face <laughs> that's on That's right, it. your My face. big old mug. Yeah, on and Row, so yeah. maybe that's what it is. I'm like, no, he's been in. But maybe it's because I drive by you every day. Yeah. You're going First out with time. Luke on tour? We're going with Luke Bryan on tour. 
Yeah, uh, proud to be right here, Taurus. Gonna be after the past year, all of us artists have had, but I'm just you know us in general of no touring coming back to the biggest tour of my life. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good. He's a, he's a fair watch out. He sometimes he gets yeah. a little, he gets a little handsy. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying? Watch <laughs> out for that guy. Uh, Dylan Scott, you guys can follow him on Instagram. Dylan Scott Country. I'll say it again. Your new song, nobody, nobody, nobody. That's 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 it, man. Appreciate it. If that's not number one, I quit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, don't say I'm that. Saying it right now, I quit this job. <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be a tough week. <laughs> uh, Dylan, congratulations. Thank you. There he is, Dylan Scott. First time yeah. ever on the show, and he nailed it. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Coming in at number five, Mike D shared with us why he believes Bobby and Caitlin are made for each other. And well, we have Eddie on who is Bobby's (laughs) best man. So what other person should we be asking this question is Eddie. You are the best man of the wedding. Yeah. Why do you think Bobby and Caitlin are so good for each other? I I honestly think like the timing in Bobby's life is like key. Like I think he is just a point of his point in his life where he is ready to accept love and he's ready to like feel in love and all that. And Caitlin is the perfect person for that because she is, she has tremendous faith. Like I don't know if a lot of people know this about her, but she has tremendous faith. She is level headed and she can deal with, cause Bobby comes with a lot. Like Bobby <laughs> comes with a lot of emotional stuff and he argues a lot and Bobby's always got to be right about certain things. And she knows how to stand up to that and be like, uh-uh, you're not right here. And I'll tell you why you're not right. And I think like they're really, and that's kind of what Mike touches on a little bit. Um, and I know he's, he was being funny about how like they, they argue about, you know, a game or whatever, very but competitive with very competitive, other. but it's more, I think more importantly, competitive about life things like, Hey man, like you can't live your life this way. This is how you need to live your life. This is the healthier way of doing things. And I, emotionally, and I think that's why she's really, really good for him. And they're, I think they're great for each other, like because of that. And it's kind of what Mike said. But uh, I, I think that it's it too is, is the time in Bobby's in this point of his life where he's like ready to to be married to someone and spend the rest of his life with someone he wouldn't he wouldn't have been even if I feel like if they would have met five years ago, I don't think they would get married. Because so it's Bobby was a combination wasn't there. of maybe time in his life and yeah. the person he met at that right time. Yeah. I mean, it's all about timing, right? It really is. It really is. And she came in at the right time, and and it's just I'm so happy because he is he's definitely one of my best friends, and I am just extremely happy for him that he got to find this in his life because it's important. You need that partner in your life. It's a tough, tough journey, and marriage is extremely difficult. But when you find the person, the perfect person to do that alongside with it's then it's it's the world against you two and you guys can do it you know and and that's i think they're just great for each other well and i feel like and and correct me if i'm wrong but every time we brought her on and every time he talks about their interactions i just feel like she's a really good challenger for him Mm -hmm. she challenges him to be his best self yeah and she's putting aside everything to be like hey i don't care what you're telling me i'm pushing you because i believe this in you yeah, and, and I think that that goes along, too, with the radio stuff. I mean, he's done radio his whole life, and he talks about this and how his whole life has been a, just a clear glass. Like, look at me. Look look at everything I do. Here it is. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to post about it and everything. And she comes in and says, hey, like, that's cool and all, but you can't do that. Like, you have to have a little bit of stuff for yourself because then you just become – a servant to them, you know, or whatever that means. Like, you know, like we say, we say like feed the beast, you know, like 
but but really you need to you know, have have a little bit of uh, self privacy and and value for what you do just for you and your family not for show or for everyone else and I think that by her saying that is really cool and just kind of I don't know if there's ever been anyone that's come in his life that has said that to him like hey you should probably save a little bit of that for yourself and I think he's understanding it too. Because that's how I live my life. My family life is so private, you know. And well, yeah, I mean, we don't, you know, we don't even see pictures of your kids. I think there's a lot yeah. to your life that's really private, which gives you. It also gives you like a sanctuary at home, right? When you do have even this minimal of a of a public life, right? With the show, you get to go home, and it's a safe space, and nobody knows it, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, "This is okay." Yeah. Yeah. It feels very safe. It really does. I mean, you got to have that. I mean, even just like when you work, you work at a bank or you work wherever, you know, you got to go home and not talk about work. That's what it's like for us, you know, because we talk about our lives all day. But you also want to go home and have uh, a little bit of realness behind like what you're doing at home. Like, all right, we we this is I don't want to talk about what I've talked about at work. I want to talk about what we're dealing with here at, at home. And so do you ever feel like I, like when I talk to my friends or my family who are great supporters of me and they listen to the show and everything, but then they get really excited to talk to me about things. And I'm like, guys, I can't I cannot talk about this. I have spent my whole morning doing this the last thing I want to talk about. I love you. At some point I will talk to you about it, but not right now. It's so weird. Do you, do you ever like yes. get that way? Well, before I joined the radio show, I guess I've been on the show for about eight years now. Like before I joined, I was so such a social person like in, and I still am like, I love going. Oh yeah. Hey, you're a huge people person. I love it. But, but there are times in the weekends when my wife wants to invite people over or like go to someone's house and I'm just not down like and and I've never been like that my entire life. But since we talk so much all week to each other and tell stories and like sometimes I just want to go through Saturday and Sunday and not say anything. And my wife's like, that's so weird. It's not you. But I mean, it just happens. Yeah, I really feel like like when I meet new people now, if somebody gets me to go out or do stuff like I won't even tell them what I do because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm like. I'll be like, yeah, I work in media. And I'm like, yeah, I just like blow it off. And that's all I do. And people will be like, okay, well, like, tell me about it. Cause you're, you know, you're I meeting know. new people and they're like, well, tell me more about it. I'm like, I really don't want to. I know. Because then as soon as I do, it's like, oh, that's what you, and then there's so many questions. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't have the capacity to do that anymore in social settings. But how cool is it that we have a job I know. where most people are like, what? I want to hear more about this. Like, I, know. I think we take it for granted sometimes. We do. But until you're in it and you have to do it every day, you're yeah. like, oh, man. Like, that's why, too, you know, people, Bobby will always say on air, he'll be like, I go home and I'm so quiet. Uh -huh. It's really just like you, you spend your whole day talking and you're mm -hmm. doing all of these things. So when you go home, you're like, the last thing I want to do is one, keep talking. <laughs> And two, talk about what I just did. Right, right. Like I go home and like I, Lunchbox yells all day and I sit right next to him. And so then when my kids are yelling at home, I'm like, please stop. Like I've already had Lunchbox yell in my ear all day. <laughs> I don't need to hear more yelling. Please keep it down. So are you saying there's no yelling at your house? And yeah, right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Even last night, I'm like, oh my gosh, please. I told my wife, I'm like, please just tell him to just whisper like five minutes. Like there's so much yelling at my house. Oh, I, I feel like that. with all the boys... And we're probably going off topic here, but with all the boys, like, I feel like they just, they, they, they think there's so many of them that they need to be louder than everyone else just to be heard. So they all yell. 
I feel like that's also just a consequence of having siblings. Yeah. You yell yeah. at each other to yell at each and other. Six people under the same house. Yeah. <laughs> Is it ever, do you feel like there's certain, like the certain siblings always yelling at each other? Like two of them are no. always going at it? All or is them. it always? All of them. them. And even now the baby's starting to yell. He's huh. not saying a lot of words. I was going to say, is he even talking yet? I mean, he, he, he definitely in his mind is, is talking. Okay. Like he, he makes facial expressions. Like he's telling he's you. He's trying. Like he, he looks at you like, why are you not understanding what I'm saying? I'm repeating myself over and over. I want toy that's up on the top of the shelf <laughs> and you're not moving. Like he literally does that. But, but in words that aren't words, like, no, 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 no. And he pointed up the shelf, like, no, no, no. And then holds his hands out. And it's like, I think he's saying something. He's like. Of course I'm saying something. <laughs> Does it ever make you feel bad when you're like, buddy, I have no idea what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that all the time. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know what you're saying. I love that you're trying though. I The, the worst thing for me is ever making somebody, even, even if it's an adult or a child, whatever it is, and making them constantly repeat. I'm like, I still don't get I it. I know. I still have no idea what you're telling me. <laughs> and I'm trying really hard. I'm like really paying attention. I have no yeah. idea. Well, my foster son, he like. He's still kind of learning how to just kind of make sense of things. And he doesn't like to be wrong about oh, things. So like if that's we're, a young age <laughs> to not, not want to be wrong. Well, he's he's six and and he it there there are topics where like everyone knows. Like everyone knows that, for example, uh you a gasoline makes a car run. Okay. Right? Or the sky's blue. Well, not that simple. Okay, okay. A little, a little more, <laughs> more More like okay. it takes gasoline to make a car okay. run. And everyone's like duh and he's like well, pfft, uh, yeah like of course i knew that and he really had no clue so he likes to like say things to make you believe like uh he knows what he's talking about mm. and literally i'm like i i don't know what you're <laughs> i don't know what you're saying and he gets so frustrated with me he's like ah, what i'm trying to say is and then he's like do you mean gasoline makes cars run he's like yeah that's that's what i mean like cars don't run on air is what i'm trying to say like they run on gasoline it's just so funny because like he really didn't know that but he was slowly trying to let you know like yeah come on man i'm smarter than that and then it's like you didn't know that did you buddy he's like no i didn't <laughs> but i try to act like i did I mean, but good for you for like trying to work through that because it sounds like he's trying to work on his confidence. He is. And, and being a he foster is. kid, that makes sense that he's yeah. had some insecurities with some things. So he's like working through that confidence to be like, I know this. I know I know it. But like, do I know it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he doesn't want to be left out. He doesn't want to be mm -hmm. the only one that didn't know that cars run on gasoline. But that's a good thing about having the brothers in the family because mm -hmm. he learns all of this at home. Right. So then when he is in public settings or he's going to school or whatever, right. he knows it by yes. the time he gets there. Like my, the funniest thing is my sister will like post something and she'll always say she's my biggest critic, but she's also my biggest supporter. And that's so true because she taught me so many things mm. and she's always critiqued me. And I've always been like, why are you doing that to me? Like I, I, it makes me so angry. But then like looking back, it always makes me so happy. That she did that for me. It wasn't doing it to me. Yeah. She was doing it for me. That's so cool. And you, you're, you and your sister are one year apart. Two years. Two years. Yeah. See, like I have my brother is six years and my sister is eight years younger. Oh, so it's like we we had no we didn't have that relationship. Well, and that I mean that's how my two older sisters mm -hmm. are. I mean we're ten, twelve years apart. So that's there too, but the different lessons. Sure. I feel like you learn different lessons yeah, yeah, yeah. the closer the age or like the far. They have a lot of wisdom that they pass down to right. the two of us that now Taylor's trying to make sure I remember that I probably didn't remember as a baby. Yeah. So you will have that. I mean, you have these four kids that are so kind of different mm -hmm. in age, two a little closer, two a little further apart. And I think you'll have that too, which is a really unique, but super, super like 
gosh, I can't even find the word. Just, I wish people could have that experience Yeah. because it teaches you so much growing up. Yeah. Like it really does. It, it built so many different things in me that I would have never gotten anywhere else. So as much as like he may hate it right now, he will love it as mm-hmm. he gets older. That's cool. You know? Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize too that our families were similar in that manner either. Yeah. And like uh, you, my two older sisters are my half sisters. So we are in a way like that's a crazy. Family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, different. Cool. I mean, yours will be a different in another sense, but blended family. Yeah, nonetheless, I love that. So. Oh, man. Well, we, I, I forgot even what we were talking about. We were about, talking about Bobby so and Kate yeah. be perfect for each other. Before, before we get into <laughs> the segment, I do want to know, have you and your wife ever gone on like a double date with Bobby and Caitlin? Uh, we went fishing together. Okay. On a, on a fishing boat. I remember that when uh, y'all were like it was hot out still last summer. Yes. We went striper fishing. Yes. Last summer. And then we've uh, gotten together one other time. We went to a birthday party together. But, you know, it was kind of a party setting. It wasn't just a double date. But we've every single time we get together, we're like, we have to do this more often. Like, it's fun because my wife and Caitlin get along so well. And, of course, me and Bobby get along so well. And that's that's rare. Yeah. It's rare to, to go on a double date and both parties, like, really enjoy each other's company. Yes. It's normally, like, one party is, like, happy. And then the other one's like, well, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, for years, like, you know, you it, it was strange because I would be worried, like, ooh, is, is my wife going to, like... Bobby's girlfriend, you know, or whatever. We're going to go, whoever he's going on a date with. And, and well, like, I also do feel like your wife would get along with anyone. Yes. Yes, she can. But there's still stress. Like, oh, yeah. are they going to have fun or are they like being forced to be here kind of thing? And that's not the case. So, I mean, I've, I've told Bobby and Caitlin and they've been busy or whatever, but there's so many things like Caitlin really likes this restaurant. She's like, we got to go on a double date. But it's hard to find babysitters. Like four, I have four kids. And and I so it has to be hard for you guys to even go on a date. By yourself, let yes. alone a double date. Yes. So usually when we when we do go on a date, not double dates, but just us two, um, it's someone saying, "Hey, I'll watch the kids. Like, how about this weekend?" And then you're like, and then we say that that would be wonderful. Like, thank you. And then we go on a date. <laughs> but to plan it, it's so hard for us. And then with Bobby's schedule, like, so no, we haven't done it a lot, but I want to do more of it. Well, I have a feeling it will happen more in the future for yes. sure. I mean, she's around for forever. Yeah. So this is going to happen as much as y'all wanted yep. to or could. And I feel like, too, you could have like dinners at your place. That could yes. be like a double date feature. The kids have to like go sit in a movie theater backyard situation. Well, that's, <laughs> And that's funny, too, because like Bobby's like, man, Eddie never invites me to the house or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to put you through that. You know, and then this was before Caitlin. Yeah. Like now that you have Caitlin, sh- come over. You two can come. The, the kids can yell. But single Bobby, like come to my house where there's four screaming kids and like my wife, like, you know, trying to get dinner ready and everything. I'm like, that's just doesn't sound fun. So <laughs> so now that he has a, a, a fiance and like a future wife, I'm like now we're going to make it happen. So the friendship has even evolved oh, yeah. in the engaged Bobby you have but Think now. about our lives. They were so different, you mm-hmm. know, like just forever. Well, yeah. I mean, him and I would go party on Broadway sometimes. Right. And so, yeah, sh- shifted dramatically. But I think that naturally happens when you get one into a relationship, but two, when you get engaged, this yeah. is a different ball games. So, so I'm looking okay. forward to that. Okay. Well we will, whenever you guys go on another double date, we'll bring you back on okay. so you can <laughs> dish on how the double okay. date went. Here's Mike D explaining why he believes Bobby and Caitlin are made for each other. Number five. So we spent the last week in an Airbnb in California as we were shooting the end of American Idol back in Nashville now, which thank God, but we all cram into a house. It's Caitlin and myself and Mike D, who uh, is the 
road producer for me, but also as the head writer on this show. Uh, another guy that we work with. And listeners are like, why are you guys getting an Airbnb and not hotels? Well, because I only want to pay one check. I don't, want to, I don't want to pay for hotels for everybody. So we get a house and we save money and we all stay in an Airbnb. And so, but it's the first time, Mike, I guess that we've all, one of the first times that we've all stayed together. In that much amount of time, yeah. Yeah. And you say now that you see why Caitlin and I are perfect for each other. I get it now. Because you two are the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> With each other? With each other. Like, you guys play a game and you each want to win so badly. It gets so competitive. We were playing this game called 20 Questions, where you think of a celebrity, and you get 20 yes or no questions, and then you by the 20th question, you have to figure out who it is. And so the answer was Pat Sajak. And how do you fight over Pat Sajak, right? Well, I don't know how. Well, no, I'm just saying it, there shouldn't be an argument about it. But but the game ended. Nobody got it. I had I picked Pat Sajak as my guy. Nobody got it. <laughs> 20 questions later, nobody got it. And I was pretty pumped about it. And Caitlin started saying I was cheating because she goes, Pat Sajak had his own talk show. He had his own show. And that was one of the questions. Uh. And I was like, he had his own show for like one year in 1989. Not now. He doesn't have. He had. And so then we started arguing have versus had. And the, the argument lasted for like three days. Three days? For like three days. Yeah. Oh, man. And then we played another one where another guy picked Mary-Kate Olsen. We were arguing about hair color. It just turned into a... <laughs> we were both very competitive. The last time we competed was out on the basketball court. We played horse, and the loser had to make breakfast for the other person for five days in a row. And we played best two out of three, and I won the first one. And then she dominated me the second two. And then she started feeling bad. And she was like, you can just make me cereal. <laughs> Nothing complicated. She was like, you, you can just make me a bagel. <laughs> And so, but yes, we are very competitive, but that's good for most of the time, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I tell you, when we did Bear Girls together. We weren't competitive with each other. No, no. you were on each other's But I guess we weren't playing side. for points. Yeah. <laughs> if we were playing for points, difference. that would have been trouble. Like yeah, if yeah. she was scaling down that cliff or something and you were like, I'm coming in hot and you're going to like <laughs> oh, yeah. beat her down first, <laughs> then that would be bad. If there had been a competition, well, one of us would have died. Yes. <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Another really fun interview and performance on the show this week. Ben Rector. He has never been on the show before, but he's really tied into the country music scene. So we heard about the wedding he performed at. That's a country artist. The song he wrote with another country artist. I mean, I'm telling you, he's so good on his own, but he's also really tied into the country music industry. So here's the interview with Ben Rector and his performance. Number four on the Bobby Bones show now. Ben Rector. Ben, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, good to see it. You um, as well. For you, you just drove up and played here. You made the comment, wow, it's weird to just be home and then be in a radio. Because mostly you're traveling. Are you traveling all the time? Yes. I mean, in, in, a, in a previous pre-pandemic life, I was traveling all the time. And now I feel like it's just starting again. But yes, usually in life, I'm traveling a lot. I think we met on an airplane like a Southwest flight to California in line for the bathroom. Yes. And you were so, you were so kind. And man, I was, I was in a bit of a spot. I was, I was in between that day. I was flying kind of all over and I think I was doing a radio thing and I felt bad. I was like, I hope I was nice to you because you were, you are awesome. And you were like, Hey man, I'm Bobby. It's so good to meet you. And I was like, what's up, man. But in hindsight, I was like a shell of a person. I think I just had to pee real bad. I tried to be nice to jump the line. (laughs) I was like, Hey man, can you, uh, no, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. We have a bunch of friends too that are, that are, similar steve yeah, mokler yep. is is a friend of ours totally. he actually danced to your song at his wedding is that yeah, right Yeah, he did I, w- I was in the wedding and then he asked me to play a song at the wedding and i was like i'd love to i'd be honored mm-hmm. see now here th- this is what's happened with me is i'm getting married later this summer mm-hmm. and i have friends that play music but i'm so close to them 
then I don't want to ask them to play, but if they don't play, I'm going to be mad. So it's this weird <laughs> place. I feel like you, you, a real friend, you could totally ask him. Like, I feel, I don't, I haven't played at weddings, you know, for a long time, but if there's someone who I'm really close to, there's a girl who helps watch our daughter and she was like, Hey, like, could you play at my wedding? I'm like, absolutely. And I it wasn't a big deal. That. No, dude. I mean, real friends, that's like, it's like a, an honor to get to do that. You know what I mean? I think. I, I hope. I'm, I'm not speaking for all of your friends. No, you said it, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> ben Rector said, said that, you, that exactly. you will play, and if you don't, you're not a real friend. Because yep. even some of my dear friends, I don't even like to bring on the show because sure. what we have outside of this yeah, totally. isn't this. Uh, Ronnie Dunn is going to sing a song from Brooks and Dunn. He's going to do Neon Moon, which is oh, cool, right? Yes. This is Incredible. a reception only, not at the ceremony. Uh, Gary Lavox from Rascal Flats is going to sing a song. You, I mean, you're kind of like, th- these are the best singers that th- that there are, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I'm still working on a couple. Like, if I go to Jake Owen and I'm like, hey, dude. Dude, 100%. <laughs> of course, but it's, it's just you hate to, you. I would want him to offer him, him sure. go like, hey, what do you want me to sing? You have a band, Let me, I'll sing. So I'm just waiting for that's, that to that's happen. That's exactly what he would say. He'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, dude, what do you want me to say? I'll do, I'll do seven songs, dude. <laughs> 100%. You know, we played a lot of, when you did the Shania cover of Still the One, Yeah, yeah, yeah. we played it on our countdown on our show yes, a lot. Yeah. Why would you cover that song at a show? What about that? Um, so I grew up in Oklahoma, and so I feel like that era of country music was just I don't know, like I grew up listening to it. And then it's funny because I feel like there's some songs that you know and then you go back to and you're like, oh, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. That's one that I went back to that I was just like, this is one of the best songs ever. And I th- like if I do a cover song at a show, which I don't do a ton, I like to try to pick something that's like a little bit fun and kitschy where it's like, I wouldn't expect you to sing that. Like, And it was funny too. I didn't know how people would respond because like, some of the audience is younger than I am. And I was like, are people going to know this song? We kicked into it every night. It was just like hands in the air. It was so awesome. And in random places too, or, you know, we'd get to like the Northeast and I was like, are people going to know? Like, I don't know if that's early two thousands or nineties country song. And everyone was just like, not actual lighters, but like figuratively just like, yeah. So it was awesome. I would like to hear a little bit of Range Rover the song just came out. Yes. We're listening to it. This morning, driving in a little bit. I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. And so, I, but I haven't heard, I don't think I've ever seen you play live, except I watched your YouTube stream when you did that, th- those shows live or that yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like that was kind of live. That was pre-pandemic. Those, those, those live adjacent. Was that like at a college in North Carolina? It's not on my notes, but was it a, was it a school somewhere? You want my real answer? I don't remember. Okay. Hey, whatever. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm ben, sorry. Ben Rector is here. <laughs> uh, play a little bit of Range Rover for us. Okay. I know you have a guitar you. here. Yep. Also, this is the first time I've ever played this song on guitar amongst all of us. So, Mostly you play it alone in the mirror? <laughs> mostly I play it on piano. And oh, I was God, like, I, I, was like, I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to fall right. I didn't quite here. know where to go with that. I was like, mostly you. All right, here he is. Ben right, Rector playing some of Range Rover. You want do the whole thing? Or do you Just have give to? me verse and chorus. Oh, yeah. All my friends been asking where Amanda's been. They said she seemed like such a perfect ten. Ask me when I was gonna take her home to Cleveland. She was just your type, dark hair with the green brown eyes. Real smart and she cleaned up nice. Ask me why, said if you really need a reason. Well, I'm looking for a girl that's fine. If I drive a Civic and she does not mind. Riding in it with the windows down. Cranking Steve, when would 
loud next to me I'm looking for a girl who sees Past blown speakers and a broke AC In a two-seater with a quarter A million miles on the motor And she was looking for that Range Rover Nah, 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 nah Nah, she just wants that She wants that Range Rover Just wants that Range Rover Nice. How hard was it to get Steve Winwood to do that song? <laughs> was that because he's in the the actual recording of it? Yeah. So so basically, that was just kind of like a moonshot. And on on this record, I've done a little bit more of like I think this person is cool. I wonder if they'd want to be involved in this. But I d- I really did not think that he would do it. Uh, the guy that I'm working with on a lot of these songs we went back to it. It was like, we probably need to put something in the turnarounds. I was like, I think B3 would be perfect. Let's just get somebody to do that. And this is while kind of the world is shut down. He was like, what if we got Steve Winwood to do it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, that would be awesome, but I don't think that's going to happen. And then like, you know, fast forward like 10 days and it's like, we're, you know, editing Steve Winwood's B3 tracks. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah. And when we wrote the song, he's in there because I had, I'm such a Steve Winwood fan. I saw him at the Ryman, got like a tour t-shirt. I was wearing that shirt to the right. <laughs> and so I was like, Steve Winwood. And it was like, yeah, but I, I was so stoked that he did it, man. How do you feel about people going to shows? Like if they came to a Ben Rector show mm-hmm. and they were wearing a Ben Rector t-shirt, this is a debate on the show. I won't tell you who's on what side yet. Okay. If someone shows up in your shirt mm-hmm. at your show, how mm-hmm. do you feel? Okay. Uh, this is a two-part answer. One, I support it. It feels like people are like wearing a you know Preds jersey to a Preds game. They're like I'm here for this. But something funny happened that hadn't happened before on the last like real tour we did. Somebody on Amazon basically knocked off our whole merch line and like basically all the tour tees we made. They like pretty much made them again. And I felt so bad because I'd be meeting people at the meet and greets and they're like. Check it out, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, that's totally fine. I'm not like up in arms about that, but it was funny because like uh, the tour manager and I started spotting them. It was like, man, whoever made these shirts is really crushing it because I think <laughs> I think what people would do is like they get the tickets and then they're like, I want to get a shirt to wear the thing, and it looks enough like the tour T-shirt or whatever T-shirt that they bought it. And there was a lot of them, but I I'm all in support of people wearing merch to shows. I'm like, that's really kind of you. That's great. I feel the same way. Yeah. Who Lunchbox says no? does not. Oh, I think you look like a tool. Really? You look like an absolute tool if I show up to a Ben Rector show and I'm wearing a Ben Rector shirt. Absolute tool. What are you supposed to wear? Yeah. Just your clothes. Don't wear or wear your Nirvana <laughs> shirt. I don't care, but you wear something else. It looks so I do, gooberish. I, I, do, I do think a lot of people also will buy a shirt and put it on. There's a lot of like wearing a shirt over a thing that you already have where it's like you just bought that. I support it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for people buying merch. I support it. Normal too. clothes are good too, though. Uh, so you worked. I, I wasn't there when you were working with the contestants, but I work mm-hmm. on American Idol, and you did yep. this season. And you worked with Wyatt, and then, yes. he, then he quit. Yep. Are you the reason? <laughs> I, I was really hard on him, and I was like, "What are you doing here, man?" <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, I hope I wasn't. I don't think I was. You, you definitely no, weren't. He was, but did he's, he, he, he was such a talented guy. Is such a talented guy. They, honestly, they were both awesome. I didn't know what to expect, and they were both like I, I couldn't have picked two better people. Like I wanted to be friends in real life with both of them, and they're so talented. It was awesome. Ben Rector is here. You know, before you jump, would you play a little bit of brand new? Yeah, I would. Do you, you, do, do you do you always do you care when people go hey play something a little older? No. Okay, just making sure. No, not at all.
I feel like new sunglasses, like a brand new pair of jeans. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. Yeah. I feel like windows roll down new city streets and cars. I feel like anything can happen laughing. You take me right back, back when we were kids. I never thought I'd feel like this, yeah. Like when I close my eyes and don't even care if anyone sees me dancing. Like I can fly and I don't even think Touching the ground Like a heartbeat skip Like an open page Like a one-way trip On an aeroplane It's the way that I feel When I'm with you, yeah Brand new Oh, yeah, yeah I feel brand new Come on, Ben Rector we appreciate you waking up early, singing songs in the morning. I know that is tough. I it mean, was not early. Not, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, man. You guys can follow Ben on Instagram, Ben underscore Rector. You couldn't get Ben straight Rector? A British photographer right out of the gates got it. And the, but his Twitter has been Rector. The British photographer didn't get that one. He didn't. Yeah. He was, he's yeah. just Instagram only guy. How about that? Suck yeah. on those eggs. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, good to see you. You guys check out Range Rover with Steve Winwood. Um, and if he's, if he's coming to your town, you want to go to a Ben Rector show. That is for sure. Wear, good to- wear a tour tee. Or don't. Wear normal clothes or a tour tee. <laughs> just don't get it off of Amazon. <laughs> get it you, at if, the venue. If, if you want to get it off Amazon, you can. <laughs> All right. There he is. Ben yeah. Rector. Ben, good to see you. Oh, another clapping. All right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. We had another psychic call this week with Lunchbox, but without giving away too many spoilers, let's just say something got revealed at the end of the psychic call and all of us were shocked. We had no idea this was happening. And again, no spoilers, but if you didn't listen, just stop and listen to the segment. Before I say this, Eddie, what is the best (laughs) prank you've ever pulled on someone? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I know one. So back, like, I would say probably like 20 years ago when I was still living with my parents, my dad, my brother, oh my gosh, I hope they don't listen to this, but <laughs> my dad and my brother got into a bar fight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is not where I expected yeah, to Yeah, like go. crazy, okay. like crazy. And I, oh, I know what it was. I wasn't, I didn't live there. So I was already in college. And so I was in college in Huntsville, Texas. And I heard that my dad and my brother got into a bar fight. And I was like, what is happening? Like, yeah, like your my brother pissed someone off. Older brother? Older brother. Okay. He made someone mad and my dad stepped in. Next thing you know, like the guy had a knife or whatever. Oh. And then other guys got involved and they finally pinned the guy down. And this he was a true movie true bar fight. story. And like, and nobody got hurt. Thank goodness. Okay. Yeah. They got the knife away from the guy and everything. But I was just like, what is happening? This is ridiculous. So then... It was like maybe a week later, my friend works for the news station down there. And I said, hey, call them and tell them that there's a warrant, that you get all the warrants at the news station or whatever, and that there's a warrant for their arrest. (laughs) That's absolute savage. And and that they've got to get out of town, like stat, because like they're coming for you today at three o'clock. 
And so, oh and so he called them and they're like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like a warrant for, for what though? We didn't do anything. It's like, yeah, I, they found out you were in a bar fight and like, I guess the guy on the knife's pressing charges or whatever. He said, he's saying this, he's saying that. And so they, they were literally about to pack their bags and like <laughs> flee to Mexico. And then I called him and said, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. It was my idea. It's just a joke. But that's pretty funny. <laughs> I know that's funny though come on oh my gosh okay that's funny I don't even I don't think I've ever pulled that bad of a prank I mean I got pranked by lunchbox when he threw the egg in my face (laughs) yeah that was funny I get pranked on more often than I prank people do you ever prank your parents like I feel like you you guys mess with your dad a lot we do mess with my dad all the time that's just a consequence of having kids (laughs) (laughs) having four girls he loves to sleep on the couch so between a feather a whipped cream pouring water I mean you name the things that we've done do you draw things on his face We've never done that. I think I think that would actually make him really mad at us. But we we did pour water on him. That was the recent prank when I went home. I think last Christmas he was like chilling there and it was like a TikTok video. And I was like, ooh, let's do it. Taylor had found it, was like, I want to do this job. I was like, I'll help. You can do it. I'm not, I don't want to do it. Because are you scared of him? Yes. Because when he wakes up, he'll immediately come after you. And like, my dad is a big dude. Oh, big man. Like, Tall he dude. could totally kick my butt if he wanted to. <laughs> and so he comes after me every time. I'm like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was just a compliment. <laughs> and it's kind of a joke between Taylor and I, which is my my closest sister to mm-hmm. me that I'm the favorite child so every time something does happen regardless if I did it or she did it she gets in trouble she gets all the trouble and like gets beat on by my dad whereas me I'm just like sitting there like ha <laughs> <laughs> so we we do well, well we prank my dad and like but my, my funny like my best story would be that our my dad has his whole backyard loves his yard typical typical dad loves his grass loves all of his flowers and everything he's planted <laughs> typical back dad and he feeds a million different animals back there. I think I, I think we've that. bought him like 15 different bird feeders Stop because we don't know it. what to buy him anymore. That's what he loves. He likes watching the birds. Birds, squirrels, raccoons, <laughs> possums, foxes. I mean, this, he is a literal modern day Snow White. I love that. And so the best part is that his squirrels, he feeds them. But he, we bought him like faces to put on the street. When I tell you we have tried to buy this man everything, it is mostly yard things that we find. And we found yard faces to put on the oh, trees. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And yes, yes, art. I've seen those. And which my mom hates, by the way. She's like, <laughs> stop buying these. Yes. But my dad loved him. And he had like four or five different ones. And the squirrel started stealing them. He'd find the different pieces <laughs> of the faces all over the yard. That's funny. And so now he's like mad at the squirrels, but he still feeds them. He's like, I feed you guys and you're you take my, my things. tree art. <laughs> So that's my best prank, but I, I'm that's not even funny. involved in it. It's just a funny one to be a part I love of. That. So, but this was hilarious. Oh my gosh, this was great. Lunchbox found out another like very grimly phone call from a psychic, but then at the end, everybody found out something, and we all just <laughs> didn't even know what to think. <laughs> so definitely, if you miss this one, listen to it. It's worth it. Number three. Last week, Lunchbox called a psychic, and the bit idea was for him to call, get a reading. And then call back and get a refund. Like, that was the initial segment that Mike D thought of. We thought, ha, ha, ha. But during the call, we were thrown off because the psychic told Lunchbox that he was going to die in 2023. Here's a clip of that. I do kind of know how much time you have left. Like on the phone call? No, like, um, you know, how much time you have left. Oh, like how much time do I have left? I would say uh, don't make any plans for 2023 and spend lots of time with your wife and kids. And don't play the lottery. So that pretty much was her saying you're (sighs) not going to be around long. So Lunchbox, you decided to call for a second opinion. 
Yes, because I'm like, okay, this lady's just kooky. Like, she has no idea what she's talking about. She's telling me I'm going to die in two years. Like, I don't want to hear that. So I'm going to call a different psychic, and I'm just going to talk to them and see what they say. And maybe this other lady wasn't reading the tree leaves right or whatever she does to the look leaves. into my mind. <laughs> the, tree yeah, the tree leaves. <laughs> whatever. But she told me I was going to die, so I've been freaked out, so I called a different psychic. Okay, so we have two parts here. They're both about a minute. Here's the first part. To this lady, Ariel, I want to say thank you uh, for stepping into this. And um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, you know, feeling good. Great day to be alive, you know what I mean? Got a smile on my face, and I'm looking good. Question for you. Uh, do you want me to call you by your first name that starts with the letter D, or are we going to go with this whole charade of calling you Lunchbox? <laughs> oh, no, we can stick with Lunchbox. That's what my friends call me. You know, that's what the people, on, you know, that, that's what the crew calls me. So we'll go with Lunchbox. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man, I'm I'm. Pretty Picking up something. This is pretty funny. Uh, what I'm saying here. Can you rub your hands together for me? Okay, I'm rubbing them. <laughs> okay, just as I thought. Uh, sticky fingers. Um, your roommate, uh, Jesus from the dorms. You know that you took the cash from from his dresser. Well, he wants you to let you know that he doesn't hold it against you from the past, and he forgives you. Like what? No, no, hold on. Like. The guy that was, like, my roommate in the dorms, you talked to him? How do you know him? I told you I feel things through vibration. And uh, you rubbing your hands together, I felt that. And what I'm feeling is that he knew and he didn't say anything. In fact, uh, come to find out, um, he actually saw you doing it. College was a while ago, so shake it off. I need you to stay calm, okay? Especially what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. Okay, so is that true? I don't know that story. Did you steal money from a roommate? I mean, 17 bucks sitting on the counter. I How did she seven, know I, that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, like that's when she said, <laughs> Jesus, she said his name. Like, when you say his name, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And so I thought, okay, she called Jesus. I don't even know where Jesus is. But how would she have talked to Jesus? We didn't even know this. No, and that's why I'm just like, okay, this is not cool. And I said, how did you know that? And she told me the vibration. Okay. I don't you know, whatever. We have one more Ugh. clip. It's about a minute. This is Lunchbox talking to a second psychic. Go ahead. You know, a lot of people say this, and I think sometimes people miss it, but, you know, what's more precious than money is time. So I, I wouldn't so much focus on the tangible money aspect and focus more on the value of time. I'm seeing time, a clock. A lot of clocks are ticking around, so pay attention to that. Like I'm getting a new watch? <laughs> Not so much. Look, I don't want to, I mean, how about this? Let's just say, focus on the now. That's why we're saying time. Time is now. I want you to live in the moment and enjoy life. Don't stress too much about winning the lottery. I know you want the Lambo. Don't don't worry about that. Um, you have your wife and your kids, and focus on what you have now while you can, okay? And uh, that's all I have. Steve, only pay for a quick reading, okay? No, no, no. But, like, what about my on. future? Like, what happens, like, uh, let's say two, three years down the road? Like, where am I going to be? I appreciate you being open, and I hope you've enjoyed your experience today. No, no, no. That's I, all I, I got with Lady Ariel. What about two years from now? Talk to Steve and give me a call back. We can do this again. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, oh, so, so what did you take from that? I took that two psychics tell me I'm going to die. I called her to get a second opinion because I wanted her to tell me something different. I want her to tell me, oh, yeah, four years, five years down the road, you're going to be doing great. And she did none of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel, like, really, all radio bit aside, 
What do you feel is happening here? Oh, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm stressed out, I'll tell you that. Like, I'm like, how can do they can they really tell things? Like, how did two psychics tell me about the same thing? Like, clocks. Like, I mean, she didn't say I was specifically going to die, but she said the t- clock is ticking. Spend time with your family. Where the other lady just straight up said, don't plan anything past 2023. <sighs> do you believe that you're going to die in the next couple years? I do now. Now I do. (laughs) I I, I now do. No. (laughs) Tick, tick. It's over. Bye-bye. Well, here's what I'll say. Is it about three weeks or so ago, Scuba and Mike had an idea to get some fake psychics and tell Lunchbox he was going (laughs) to die. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Okay, that's good. What? (laughs) Wait. You guys got fake psychics to tell me I was going to die. So both those women are not real psychics. I don't know who they were, but all I know is this, I just said, told them it was this is their idea. They said, hey, what if we get a psychic? <laughs> oh. Okay, now some things are making sense because I was like, oh. I'm really having a hard time give, getting into this I was because to I get feel sad. like these people are like not real. But then Lunchbox was believing them. So I didn't know. I was like, is Lunchbox in on this? I had no oh. idea, but now it makes sense. So. Scuba Steve and Mike D were pranking Lunchbox. Yes. And Scuba, how did you find these people? Oh, I hate so you I, guys. So I have some uh, hippie <laughs> friends back in L.A., and I just reached out to them, and they were able to play the part. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I talked to his wife to get more information for the second one. You called Lunchbox's some... wife? Yeah, so I went and called her. I got her in front of my <laughs> wife and got some information from her to kind of get a little more insider to kind hey, of really pick out of it. Money. <laughs> Dang, you told your wife you God. stole from your college roommate? <laughs> probably, I mean, we probably talked about roommates, you know, like in the past, like who we lived with and stupid things that have happened. I was like, oh, I mean, oh, my gosh. Well, I thought, man, what would you like to say to these two? Man, you guys are punks. And I mean, that was good. Well done. That's well, good. Done. well done. Yeah. Well done, boys. All right, nice job, you two. All right, we'll, oh. be, we'll be back in a second. He's going to live. He's alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Arguably one of our biggest segments of the week. If somebody didn't have baby news, this would have been at number one. But it is coming in at number two. Eddie is going on a walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Crazy. How are you feeling, Eddie? Good. I mean, I mean, I've embraced it now. I mean, I honestly didn't think this would happen. I thought maybe like oh, whatever, like no one's gonna want me to do this, and I didn't think we we asked for we asked for our listeners to raise ten thousand dollars. That was you know our, how much they've raised now. That was our goal, and I don't know what it is now. Let me let me pull it up. Tell, tell me a little bit more while I look for this official number. I mean, number. I mean, I was thinking like, oh, let me come up with a high number. So like, really, it would be really cool. If we reach this goal because all the money goes to charity, but at the same time, like, I don't really want to walk. Like, that's that's a long time. And look, on the radio, we say a lot of things. <laughs> and, do you and, regret what you said to get you into this situation? I mean, I still think it's true, but do I regret saying all this and say I would walk it? Yes. What if you would have um, said that about the song, I'd walk 500 <laughs> miles and I'd walk, I don't, what is the song? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's like 5,000 miles. Well, I think it's 500 or, starts at 5,000, like it builds oh, up. Oh, it goes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's So that's, at least you didn't do that one? I would not mess with that song. No. <laughs> but, okay, so we have raised. At this moment, when I'm looking at it, which we'll probably raise more this weekend, $50,700. That number keeps going up, guys. Oh, yeah. We've had over almost 2,000 contributions. 
And see, it's beautiful. Like, this makes me feel really good because the money goes to the National Angels, which is an organization that I, I work with. And they're based for out foster of kids, for right? foster kids. Mm-hmm. And they're based out of Austin, Texas, but they have chapters all over the United States. And the goal is to have these chapters open up all over the country so we can have these little hubs. And we, and it's their organization, not mine, but I do like to help them. And the goal is to have these little hubs that we can get in every little city or community in America to help foster parents, foster families, foster kids, foster youth, all that to help them in their journey of foster care because it's hard. Foster care, the system is hard. Being a parent is hard. Being a child is hard. All of that is so difficult that to have a quote unquote angel you know, like the National mm-hmm. Angels, to help you with whatever you need, anything. If it's, um, if it's, you know, just taking your kid to the to, a, hey, don't worry, I'll take I'll take your kids to their soccer games. Uh, don't worry, I will take them lunches. You you worry about your house that you have to clean or whatever. So, is it helping um, parents that may have to put their kids in the foster system, or is it helping foster parents, foster families? So, okay, p- p- families that have taken in foster kids. Got it. Okay. Yes, which makes it. So more people can potentially bring in foster kids, that's, correct? That's the goal. Okay. So, so if you feel, as a, as a foster parent, if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, uh, there's studies show that, that foster parents give up. And they say, this is just too much. I can't handle it. I can't handle my own life and being a foster parent. This is just too hard. So the goal is to just avoid that, pro- that, that, even, that thought. That thought of like, I can't do this. So as soon as a family... Feels like this is overwhelming. Ah, the angels are here. No, we're gonna make you. We're gonna help you out, so you I can continue this journey. I love that. Yeah. So, and okay. they're so helpful to us. And I mentioned too in a segment ago about babysitters. That was them. They're the ones that come in and say, "Hey, take the weekend off. Like, go out, have dinner, four hours, five hours, whatever you need. We'll we'll watch the kids for four hours or whatever." That's so awesome. So I, they I, really are little angels. They are like angels, and I love them so much, and I love what they do. So. It's it's bittersweet. Like I don't want to walk that this much. <laughs> I do not want to walk. Which have we figured out how many miles officially it is? So here's the deal. So the route that I've mapped out, okay, is about seventy two miles. Oh my goodness! Now it's a straighter shot, but it's also a straighter shot through mountain ranges. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's like going so it's really not a straight shot. It's like a it's like a up and down. A lumpy sh- yeah, I, shot. I mean like left and right straight shot. It's <laughs> it's not an up and down straight shot. It's like up down oh. up down. So I mean it looks like it's going to be about seventy two miles. I'm going to average around nine hours of walking a day. Uh, At a time, like like not spread out nine hours a day. Well, I I can spread it however okay. I want. I think. I think you you might have to. I think if you try and walk nine consecutive hours, I think you would hate us. I think, yeah, like, two, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never, the most I've ever walked is about five miles, which probably does, is about two hours. And I haven't felt, like, exhausted, like I can't walk. But that's the most I've ever, like, just walked consecutively. In your entire life. Have you ever run a mile or run a marathon or anything no. like that? No, I've always like said that's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, <laughs> why would someone like run twenty six whatever oh, miles? And here you are. This and is here like, I am. Uh, gonna walk like seventy something or whatever. Or, or like uh, roughly three marathons, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, <gasps> okay. I've never, I've never done it, but, but I mean, I'm starting to train now. I bought new shoes. That you're like breaking in right now yes. as we speak. Yes. So, so I was doing a caddy thing for with Bobby at the Charles Schwab challenge it's like a pga event in in texas 
And I was like, Ooh, this is perfect. Cause I'm going to be walking in a whole golf course and I'm going to be carrying a big 30 pound bag. <laughs> and so to be good training, let me order these shoes. And they came in a day late and I was so upset. Like, Oh my gosh, my shoes didn't come here on time. Cause I figured like that'd be good, like breaking in, but I got these special walking shoes. I Googled. And they're very colorful. So if somebody sees you on the side of the road, they're not going to hit me. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to wear reflectors? Probably. I have to, I have you, to wear like a bright, to. a bright, like yellow, like. Well, that, but something. like there's certain like shirts that have literally built in like reflectors. Well, I don't want to walk too much at night. Okay. Like, so like, mostly during the day. I think I'm going to do most of it early morning all the way to, you know. Like dusk. Yes. Dawn. Yes. Whatever but, but, the right but, one so, is. So here, yeah, dusk, dusk. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing though. So the way I mapped it, there's really not a lot of like civilization on this route. So you're gonna be like farmlands and mountain ranges. And yes. So you're talking animals, these, wildlife. These talk these country roads where there's probably like a a house, a farm every twelve miles, no gas stations, no restaurants, oh. nothing for for um, twenty miles apart. Okay. And you're gonna be carrying suckers with you. Yeah, like heart shaped suckers that okay. I'll be giving out to people. How do you feel about that? I mean. That's that's a good idea. I love it because I'm carrying your love with me, you know, like a little symbolism. I think it's a good idea. I hope like I don't have to carry all the, the suckers, suckers in there. Like maybe I'll leave like a bag in there and then give the rest to Scuba. But who he'll be he'll be chasing me in a car or he'll be following me in a car, which which I don't know how that's gonna work. Like I don't know how car how slow a car goes. I feel like he could be a pacer car. Like he kind of just follows you every in, five miles. Like he kind of meets up with you. Yeah, because that'd be a terrible job to sit in a car and mm-hmm. follow a walker. Yes, I mean, lit- well, it's that would like- be worse than walking to mm-hmm. me. You'd be so bored, and technically, you're not supposed to be on your phone. You can't do anything. Like you could just eat a bunch of food. Right. You just get like you gain like ten pounds. So he's gonna gain ten. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be losing the way he's gonna be gaining it. <laughs> Okay, we t- we talked about too, which we have to figure out a way to kind of live stream you. Yes, majority of the time. So like, we're gonna try and figure out. And I and warned don't you, don't hold us to this. I but warned we're you try. because of the mountain ranges. Like, I don't know how service, how good service is yes. gonna be out there. But if but service the, is good, we're streaming. For the most part, we're gonna try and get a stream that we can just live on the website, so you can literally just go check in on Eddie anytime while he's during his walks. That's our goal. Are you able to do like a tracker? Like oh, a virtual tracker okay. where like you can, it's like a, a map. and Maybe you can say like, if we Eddie's get like an app right on now. your phone. Yeah. Well, there is apps like Find My Friends. So there has to be some kind of tracker app that we could use. Okay. Because that'd event. be cool for people to go to our website and be like, I wonder I'm, how far I, he yeah, is now. I want to do some research. Okay. But we're going to put something on the website yeah. that somebody can follow you through yeah. your journey. Since if you live in California and you're not going to fly all the way out to West Virginia. I mean, if you are West Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, I feel like are the, the three states you'll be walking through, right? No, Virgi- just Virginia. Virgi- so, so oh, you're I'm, going, oh. I'm literally on the border of okay. West Virginia. As soon as I take one step, I'm going to be in Virginia. And then you're going to turn right around and... No, no, and then I'm going to go straight down through Virginia and then end up in Tennessee. Literally, oh, I'm going okay. to step one oh, so foot into Tennessee. so you're starting in West Virginia. Correct. And coming down. Well, that makes sense. West so Virginia, I'm, I'm only traveling through one state, which is Virginia. Okay. Technically three with one step. There's some wineries in Virginia. Well, I'm not stopping to drink wine, Morgan. <laughs> well, you can you'd be like, hey, I, need, I need a little pick-me-up. <laughs> Maybe for Scuba. Maybe he can like go forward and start drinking wine, then I'll meet you at the winery. You know how they have those like liquid backpacks for <laughs> Camelbacks, runners? Camelbacks, yeah. <laughs> 
put it wine in it. <laughs> hey, why like, not? Drinking wine. Got to pee. What do you do? You just go to the side hey, of the road. There is. I mean, that's one way to get through that many wines. Hey, you I, 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 have, I am not opposed to getting like a twelve pack of beer and like just drinking. But then I have a feeling the next day you're gonna be like, I should not have done <laughs> with a that. hangover. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and your feet are gonna be hurting because you had a little buzz. You didn't really feel what was uh, happening. Bones, can I take the day off? I'm gonna need to sleep this one. <laughs> gosh okay well i'm so excited so about am this. i before we get into this and you talking about your demands and and how this all came about that we raised that fifty thousand dollars what's something that you really hope like ideally that would be really cool to happen along your walk i mean i honestly i think it'd be cool if people like showed up i kind of did some of the walk with you i, I, I mean I, how cool would that be just random people will be like it's like forrest gump next thing you know forrest gump's like you know there's <laughs> 50 people behind Forrest Gump running through across America. Like, I feel like that would be cool. Uh, I, I think just more, more importantly, just get through it. Like, I, I'm so optimistic about everything. Like, you know me. Like, if we're like, hey, Eddie, I need this video, like, uh, in 10 seconds. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> let me like, give yeah, it my shot. But I can do it. <laughs> like, let me give it a shot. And then I'm just like, I call you back and be like, okay, I'm not going to be able to do this in 10 <laughs> seconds. So that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, I'm really optimistic mm-hmm. about it. I feel like I'm going to have no problems. But if I'm going to be realistic about it, this is, this is going to be really hard. It it's it's going to be really hard. And, and I'm ready for the challenge. But I, I just, that's going to be my big goal. Like, let's just get through it. Okay. Let's do it. I believe in you. I mean, how, I'm, I'm not going to quit. How is your, your wife feeling? Because she's going to be holding down the ship at home for well, a week. Well, she's also said, like, maybe I can meet you, like, in some of these towns that you're, like, going to stop at. Because they're on summer break. So oh, she, take a little trip with the so kids. So she's thinking, like, I'll just get the kids in the car and maybe meet you in Bristol when you get there. Or maybe, like, meet you at these little towns that you're getting there or whatever. And so, I don't know. So we're just trying to plan that out. I mean, I think it'd be great. I don't want, I don't definitely don't want to be gone for a whole week. Well, and that, I mean, that's what we're looking at, right? It's a week. Yes, because it takes a day to get to get mm-hmm. get wherever my starting point is. So the drive is already a day to get there. And then the walk is four days. That's mm-hmm. the goal. And that's giving you some time in case you're like, I cannot do this. Right yes, now. correct. So we're looking at five days oh, total. Man. Okay, but she she's okay with it. Oh, she's, she's down. She's, she's, she's down. She loves, she loves the charity. She loves the cause. So she's down. Okay, good. Well, here is Eddie giving us his one demand for making this walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Number two. Eddie claims that if you really love someone, that going from West Virginia down to Tennessee is not that far in distance. <laughs> and if you're wondering where that comes from, it's this song right here. West Virginia down to Tennessee. I'll be moving in fact, it's such a short distance, Eddie claims he himself could go from West Virginia to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least he did until we called him on it. <laughs> so fast forward to today. We got, we're going to find out what Eddie needs to do this. If he does it, he will go from the southern tip of West Virginia, which is Bluefield, West Virginia, and walk all the way to the border of Tennessee, which is Bristol, Tennessee. Now, we have the mileage. It is how many miles from Bluefield, West Virginia to Bristol, Tennessee? 100 and four miles. Okay. There's no shorter way. You're not doing the farm to market road or anything. That's it. 104 okay. miles. So, what do you need to walk from West Virginia to Tennessee? Okay. I thought long and hard about this. When I was at home, I see my two foster kids sitting there, 
And I'm thinking, you know, you brought it up on Friday. I was like, ah, the charity that we've been working with a lot is the National Angels. I want to raise money bones, and I've never done this in my life. I've never picked a charity and been like, I want to raise this much money. So I have decided that $10,000 to this charity, the National Angels, and I will walk from West Virginia down to Tennessee carrying love on my back. Okay. So... I have already pledged $1,000. So that's 10000 No, 11000 No, 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 no. That's oh. nine more thousand. Oh. Because I'm in... Yeah, we're not... Don't, don't start doing that. Okay. <laughs> so let's go around the room here. It is a donation to National Angels. Amy. Yeah. What, said, will, you, what will you pledge? Um, oh, wow. Okay. So this is for Eddie to walk. Yeah. From okay. West Virginia to Tennessee. Over yeah. 100 miles. And it's going to foster care. Listen, 100 bucks from you would be great. I know, but I'm really thinking this through, Bobby. Na- it goes to National Angels specifically. It, is it Nashville Angels? It's the National Angels. Oh, We okay. work with Nashville as well, but National Angels has, they're over all the chapters across the country. So. Oh, yeah. They're doing, I know, I've, I've worked with them as well, and I know they're doing great work. So I, I got you at 500. Oh! Let's go! Okay, we are at $1,500 right now in lunch. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good grief, What's guys. in it for me? Well, I mean, really, what is in it for me? Except for I don't have to sit next to Eddie for however long you have to walk for. <laughs> That's good. I mean, Bobby, you did 1000 Amy, you did 500 Oh, man. Let me check the calculations. Let me talk to my <laughs> bank account. <laughs> hey, bank talk account. to my bank account? He's writing Listen, on paper. He's writing I think 100 bucks will be great. Yeah. You know what, Eddie? I mean, Come on. you're my buddy. Come on. You're going to walk 104 miles. I got to donate to your charity. I'll give you 104 bucks. Yeah. All right, $104. Yeah. Okay. Take okay. It. So far, we are at $1,604. Oh, okay. Morgan. <laughs> I I don't have a lot, but I still want you to walk. So I'll pledge a hundred dollars. Wow! That's a lot of money. Wow! That's that's amazing. Morgan, you should go one hundred and five dollars just to be funny. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'll do my my favorite number was ten. So I'll do a hundred and ten dollars. There you go. All right. I see what we're doing here. Okay. (laughs) So right now we're at seven one seven one four. Right, seven hundred fourteen dollars. Uh, Ray- Raymundo. <laughs> yes, Ray Bay will pledge to Eddie and his amazing cause one full day of cameos. What? So, what is that in dollars? Whatever we get, we'll give it to you the day that we choose. Yay! Hey, just give us a, just say fifty bucks. All right, Ray and Bay pledge fifty dollars. All right, yeah. All right, so we're at. <laughs> 1764. Oh my, all these random I'm numbers. not the lowest. <laughs> yes. The, the last person is uh, Scuba Steve. For me, I will pledge my time and I'll go with Eddie on this walk because oh, he has to have someone to go oh. with him. That's good. So I'll be like the pace car and follow him and be his buddy and play the music and make sure he's safe. You're going to walk next to him? Wow. You should also. I'll, I'll be in a car. Oh. Scuba, you should also do plus $36 so we can get it to $1,800. So I'll do, I'll, yeah, I'll round it out. 36 bucks and I'll hang out with you for wow, a couple of days. Wow, I love okay. that. That's all great. Right. We are at eighteen hundred dollars right wow, now. Wow! 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 So that being said, we still need eighty-two hundred. It's a lot. So we have set up a page on our website, bobbybones.com. Morgan, it's going to be at the top. It's easy. Yep. All you have to do is bobbybones.com. It's going to be front and center, right there. And then what is it? What are they clicking into? It'll be a photo. Eddie, we'll take a picture of you, and it'll just be you like begging for 
Begging. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they give this money, where does it go? Do we like what? What? Who holds it? Can, I, like what? What side is it? Like what's happening here? Do we know? Yeah. So so I'll have it set up through National Angels. I'll have a call later today. I'll call the the rep there and so make sure that. So it'll be their it, page. It'll go right to them. Oh okay. Yeah. So we'll have a link. So it'll be on our page. So go to us to make it easier. Bodybones.com. It'll yeah. link right to them, and then you can donate. Okay, and so they have. Well, they keep a tally going though. Like when your money goes up, it immediately shows. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure we get something. Either shows or they let us know so we can update the audience. <laughs> we needed to show. Okay, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Eddie, come on. We need to make eighty-two hundred bucks from our listeners, okay. and you will walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Okay, how, how and, do we do that? And I don't like to say eighty-two hundred. Just ten bucks a listener. Eight hundred and twenty listeners at ten bucks. Oh, Boom. see, because I was thinking clearly, or surely we have at least eighty-two hundred people listening if they just donate one dollar. But why would you knock my number down that I just pitched out there? Guys, oh, no fire. I wasn't trying to knock it down. It's just funny where your brain went. My brain was going to. Ba- that hopefully I just ha- don't think it's worth getting your credit card out for a dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So I would say it's like when someone lowballs you, you're like, you know <laughs> <Sorry>. what? <laughs> like I feel like my air was sucked out of me for I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I'm my bad. Just a ten dollar donation <laughs> goes to National Angels. We want to make sure that Eddie has to walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Bobbybones.com. Go and donate. We're trying to trying to make this money. Let's see what happens. Or Oh, what boy. If, oh boy! Amy's like oh a no. nickel. Oh no! If what we if have a million listeners and a nickel, yeah. donate fifty cents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've gone off the rails. Yeah, Eddie, we're hoping it happens. But Let's go. Me Eddie. too, man. Me too. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Lunchbox announced he's having another baby. That makes five for his family. Everyone is so excited about this. Eddie, I want to hear about your first two kids. Uh How did you guys make your big baby announcements? Oh, so the first one was cool. Um, I was working for a a television station, and, and it was the studio that the television station was, was like an old movie theater. And so it had a marquee in the front, like an old style movie oh, theater marquee. Fun. And so when we made the announcement, everyone at work said, like, can we please like put it up on the marquee? And so they did. They put like, uh, you know, like, welcome to the world. And then my son's name or whatever. Oh. And so I, we still have the picture. And like it was that was like really, really cool. So was that when he was born? That's when he was born. OK. Yes. That's so cool. The though. announcement to to parents I mean, it was just phone calls. Like we never did anything. Like, well, I was gonna, I, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to give you more a hard time about your age, but because you're a little bit older yeah. than me, I just didn't know if gender reveals and like the reveal of the pregnancy were as big of a deal without really social media. Gender reveals were not a thing. Like, if people did it, it was definitely it wasn't like a thing that you just heard people do. You didn't hear like, people talk about no, it. No, 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 no. And and also the cards, people do cards or whatever with like sonogram pictures. That wasn't a thing. Um, Wasn't it like the little film strips? Yes. So, I mean, the actual sonogram, I don't know what they come look like now, but it was like a Polaroid like picture. Yeah. You know, like, you know, do you know what Polaroid yeah, picture? Yeah. Okay. All right. um, Taylor Swift. Eddie, Taylor those Swift, came back. Right. Those came back. So I, I can get in on those. Okay. So it was like that. And so like you would, that would be your card where you would go to your family and be like, check him out. <laughs> Here's We're the baby. We're having a baby. But that was pretty much it. You know, we were, we didn't have gender reviews or anything like that and reviews, reveals, but um, we, as far as like, you know, knowing the sex of the, of the baby, we were always like, there was no chance to be surprised. Cause every single time 
uh, there's two different doctors that delivered our babies, but the first doctor did the same thing. She was like, oh, wow, there he is. And we we're like, what did you say? And she's like, oh, did you? were you guys trying to not know? And we really weren't. We never talked about it. But, but you, it was like, you found out in the delivery room. So at it, the it was, least No, it was, it was a checkup. It was a checkup. Oh. And she was doing the sonogram and she had the sonogram. I was like when she was pulling out no, there. She was no, like, no, oh, no. there he is. No, this was like first checkup, like looking at the baby. Once, once kind of you can tell it was a boy. Yeah. She had the sonogram going on her belly. And then finally I was like, oh, there he is. And I think she meant his like thing yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah. that's that's what the doctor meant by there he is and so that's why we we're like oh okay all right well we're not we're there you go so you didn't really have a choice in deciding if you we were going right to do gender or whatever and then and then here in nashville we got a different doctor when we moved here because our second son was born here in nashville okay and so he did the same thing sonogram and be like oh look at him and something like that and we we're just like oh well there you go again we so we had no choice in like the, you know how some people really like to keep this, the, the yeah. sex kind of like, ah, oh, we'll find out when we actually have the baby not mm-hmm. us. We knew way early that we were having two boys. Oh, and that's so cute. Yeah. Did you, did you guys tell like your parents and what about, how did you tell your first son about the second son coming? Was that a big deal? I think it was just, I don't know. We never made big like events out of it. Okay. It was maybe just after like the, you know, the doctor visit with, cause once you get the sonogram, it's pretty cool. That's kind of the real moment, right? Yes. In, in the first several weeks, you're kind of waiting, seeing what happens, and. But then they have they have these like 3D sonograms where like it looks like an actual. They try to do an actual image of what the baby looks like in there, and our second son looked weird, <laughs> like weird. So your second son may be an alien. We you no, know, and he looked like I mean, just like um, he looked like he was so mad in there. Like the biggest frown, his eyes were far apart, his forehead was humongous. You're like, what is this kid going like? And the, so the whole time we're like, hey, we're going to love him however he looks. <laughs> you know, we were like prepared. But like, in the back of your head, you're like, dang, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> in the back of my mind, like, he's going to be an ugly dude. <laughs> like, but, but. Um, what did you do? You have very cute kids. Yes. The whole family. Foster yes. kids and all. Everybody's really cute. Yes. So we, we lucked out with that. But I, I remember. But that shows that technology is like not always very accurate. Because yeah. I remember the holding on to that picture and being like, oh boy, this is going to be our son. Who knows what he looks well, like. And that's the thing too is m- most babies, they just look like a baby. You're yes. not like, oh my gosh, they, they're so cute. They're going to be so attractive they when they're older. They do look like babies, but you always are going to think that your baby's cuter than everyone else. Is that how you felt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and especially looking back now at him and being like, we were like, look at him, he's so cute. And like, but then we look at the old pictures and like, oh man, he was not cute. But we thought he was cute as a baby. Oh because because as a yeah. baby, like, it doesn't matter. Well, you, you look at your child and you see him and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever, ever seen. Hey, but, Eddie, I, I can so relate because that's what my dog is to me. Yes. No, he is to you. <laughs> Remy is that to you. I, I know. But I'm saying like, you know how everybody's like, oh, well, I have the cutest dog. And you're like, no, 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 I do. Yeah. I feel like we just naturally argue with other people that we, no matter what, if it's a baby or a dog or a cat, right. we have the cutest one. Yes. Because you know them. They're, they're, you know their whole personality. You know their whole life. Do you think dogs look the same? Breeds? I think dogs look like their owners. You have, you've said that before. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I think they turn out to look like their owners. That's funny. I, I don't know I why. I wonder how that happens. Like but... hair colors. Like Remy yeah. and I have similar hair. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has eye. Mm, yeah. And I think Coachella could look like one of y'all. Oh for my sure. gosh. Yeah. I, that's that's what it was. I was talking about Coachella. I'm like, I don't know. She looks nothing like me and she's crazy. And mm. she's like, well, you're kind of crazy. It, it's either the looks or the personality. Yes. One of the two. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah. go after somebody in the family. Yes, for sure. That's <laughs> they funny. become a part of it.
I love that. Thanks for sharing about your kids of too. Course. I know I know that talking about them is kind of weird sometimes because they're like, Dad, don't talk about us. Yes. Well, now my 13-year-old is just like, do not talk about me on the radio. Well, he's 13, you know? know. He knows everything now. He's, he's like, like, my friends listen, Dad. Don't say anything about well, me. Well, this is the best bit, so hopefully his friends right. don't listen to this one. <laughs> You'll find out at school. If Sorry, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, dang it, she called me kiddo. <laughs> dang it, Dad. You're so old. You're, you're, I'm, I'm going to quit. Talking about my sonogram I'm... and how the doctor saw my thing, Dad. What are you doing? <laughs> Okay. Well, oh, last question before yes. I go into yeah, this. Yeah. The kids on the show, we have so many. Lunchbox has kids. You yes. have kids. Amy has kids. Scuba has kids. Have all of our kids on the show met and hung out? Ooh, I don't think my kids and Scuba's kids. Well, he has one, right? Two. He has two. But one's a baby. One's a baby, 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 baby. No, they have not met. Okay. So, uh, but everyone else has met. Uh, Lunch, my, Amy, and my yours? kids have met. Amy's kids and then my kids have, have they hang out they've hung out with Lunch's kids. Do you think there will be a time when you kind of combine them all to meet? Be like, oh, we're you know we're on the show, you guys kind of have to meet each other. If we all like hang out, yeah, like like all the kids go to like the skating ring, something. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I feel like that's something that should happen. Yeah, I mean every time we've all gotten together, like all the kids get along except my my foster baby. He beats up on Lunchbox kids. <laughs> he really does. I, I think I think. <laughs> My, my foster baby is like a manly man. He is a manly man. Like he walks around, his chest pumped. So basically, when he gets older, we gotta watch out for this. Yeah, one. like I'm, I'm getting ready for a lot of like calls from school and being like, he beat someone else up. Oh, Come get him. He's gonna be the tough kid. He's just like, he's just built that mm. way. And we're trying to teach him slowly to be like gentle. You don't have to break everything. You don't have to squeeze everything. Just be gentle and definitely get him in some some fight classes when he's younger. Then he can like put it yeah, out. Yeah, then he'll be a UFC fighter. Yeah. Then you can Which, have an athlete in your family. That's what I'm talking about. I helped you Because my biological kids are not going to be athletes. <laughs> they got daddy's genes. Uh, another thing. Now you're going to be like, dad, I'm not an athlete? Great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we need we need to make that happen. Okay. I, I, I believe in that. I, I do, too. Okay. Well, here's Lunchbox getting excited to share that he is having another baby. Number one. Lunchbox wants to brag because he has, has um, created again. Baby? I'm having a baby! Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like a machine. I am a machine. Why would you say that to him? Now he's going to put <laughs> yeah. that in a quote. He's going to make t-shirts. you guys I'm a machine. <laughs> You're like is. a machine with quotes. <laughs> Hashtag slash Amy. Yes. He is though. Yeah, baby wow. number three coming October 22nd. Whoa. Woo! So yeah. I told Caitlin this last night and she goes, but I saw on Instagram his wife was drinking wine on the porch. Ooh, yeah. with a coworker. Yeah. yeah. That was a couple months ago because I thought we would do a tease where, oh, it's a big family announcement. So everybody would be like, well, it can't be Lunchbox because his wife was drinking wine. And then, boom, it would be me because, oh, yeah, I'm a machine, as Amy likes to say. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as baby, Amy, that's what you should say every time, as Amy likes to say. Yeah. Baby number three coming October 22nd. Ooh. Can't wait. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Uh I'm exhausted from two, so might as well have three because I'm a machine, like Amy likes to say. <laughs> and oh, yeah, we are ready to go. How many do y'all want? I don't know, but we got three because I'm a machine, like Amy likes to say. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. Dang. Congratulations. Congrats. Wow. You are a machine, as yeah. Amy likes to say. Yeah. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. 
thanks for hanging out with me. I'm glad that you came on to listen to this wrap-up. I know you guys post about it, and I love seeing it. So if you enjoyed this, post about it. Make fun of Eddie and I if we did something weird. I'm sure yeah, we did. And how my voice sounds weird. It, do, it, do, it, it really, really doesn't? doesn't? No. Okay, good. No, you're doing great. Maybe it's just me. I mean, you're talking to the person who has to like check her throat on air. So <laughs> to know. me, I'm like, I don't I know. know. I'm used, used to it. it. So, but thanks, Eddie, for hanging out with me. Shout out your social media handle. Uh, at producer Eddie on everything. And I'm on really everything. Hey, I'm really trying to do that TikTok though. Follow me on that TikTok. <laughs> He's working on it. I'm working we're, on you it. You I'm know taking... how we do like the elder person like, oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a lot of TikTok questions, but that's okay. He's doing great. So yeah. follow him at producer Eddie. Make sure you follow the show on everything at Bobby Bone Show. I'm at Webgirl Morgan if you want to hang out with me. I do TikToks too. Eddie and I are very different on TikTok. Uh, very different. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Have a great weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy it. Go out, get on the water, do something fun. Thank y'all. Bye. Come on. Bobby Bones, yeah.